how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome back to Creative Principles. I am your host, Brock Swinson. Now, normally this is where I interview amazing writers, screenwriters, authors, creatives, musicians, all types. But over the next 15 or 16 episodes, we're doing something very special and actually giving away my first book, Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers, the full audiobook over these next several episodes. If it's your first time here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We will be back to interviews very soon. But this is part of my mission this year to give away 100,000 copies of my book. So if you haven't already grabbed your copy, go over to brockswinson.com. You'll see a link to the PDF. That's a digital download and audiobook, which you're about to listen to here. You'll also see at brockswinson.com access to things like the free 30-day prolific writing challenge and also some other challenges built around writing, such as the Upwork Unfair Advantage, which will teach you how to be a six-figure freelancer. You can also find courses such as how to write a nonfiction book in 12 weeks and some upcoming screenwriting and TV writing courses as well, along with my brand new one-on-one mentorship, Storyteller Launchpad. All that's over at brockswinson.com, but now let's jump into Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. In this book, which I wrote around episode 250 of the podcast, across these episodes, you'll learn things like how to annihilate a writer's block by embracing the playful trickster mentality or how to weaponize your anxiety with the different is better approach, how to defend your time with the calendar anorexia mindset, what it means to create ruthless prioritization and use the urgent versus important system, and probably most importantly, how to avoid self-sabotage. It's all on the pages of Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. And make sure to join my email list to learn about my upcoming book, The Self-Reliant Artist. All that's over at brockswinson.com. Chapter 14, Play Infinite Games. We tell stories to keep the wolf from the door, the wolf being the sheer panic of our inevitable immortality. Stories bestow immortality. Ken Burns. In an infinite game, such as professional writing, there are no winners or losers, only those ahead and those behind. As such, whether you feel like the conquered or the conqueror at the end of the day, there is no defined endpoint to a never-ending battle. When you're playing a game with no end, you have to prepare your body and your mind. There are countless battles to fight. There are countless wars to wage. You must be both physically and mentally strong as you prepare for the next day's skirmish. Fitness, spirituality, relationships, and writing seem like separate aspects of life, but they're actually one and the same. Success in one means success in another, but the opposite reality is also true. To be a good writer, you need all elements of your life in order, at least some of the time. Granted, this doesn't and can't happen overnight, but it must happen. Mental, physical, and spiritual elements must be continually addressed, much like the practice of penning stories. Mental improves the physical, physical improves the mental. Theodore, you have the mind, but have not the body, and without the help of the body, the mind cannot go as far as it should. 
Theodore Roosevelt's mother cautioned him, you must make your body. Roosevelt, who suffered from asthma as a boy, was continually sick, which meant his genius was constrained by his many physical limitations. He started to train his body in an effort to better train his mind. Even at a young age, he knew he was destined for a life of creativity. Early in any career, it's tricky and cumbersome to try and balance the mental and the physical, but both are necessary for success. It's like trying to dance with armor strapped on, bulky and awkward, writes Marie Carr. By the third year, though, most seem to grow muscles to maneuver in that armor. As you start to change over time, you'll find what works long term. Eventually, you'll have to give up writing sprints and fad health plans. In the short term, for example, You'll find writers cranking out 10,000 words a day, but when you overdo it, burnout is inevitable. The same is true for overworking or undernourishing your body. In the long term, you need to focus on incremental change to see true long-term results. You also must work to create lifelong habits to better fuel your body and mind. The process will change, perhaps, but having a process will not change. The process is what makes a writer a professional. Unlined leather gloves are best because they prevent sunburn, absorb sweat, and keep your hands cool, writes Robert Persig about his character, the biker. When you're going for an hour or two, little things aren't important, but when you're going all day, day after day, they become plenty important. The same idea is true for your process as a writer. Writing for a lifetime means creating a flexible process, but also sticking with what works, be it a ritual or routine. This likely involves setting up both a morning and evening routine to ease into the process. Again, one flows into the other, but overall, the rituals improve over time. Not only will you get better at saying yes to your important habits, but you'll build up a tolerance for saying no to your bad habits. Persig also believes his work creates peace of mind. The thing to do when working on a motorcycle, as in any other task, is to cultivate the peace of mind which does not separate oneself from one's surroundings. Peace of mind, he adds, produces right values. Right values produce right thoughts. Right thoughts produce right actions, and right actions produce work, which will be a material reflection for others to see the serenity at the center of it all. The writer believes the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. It's the way you live that predisposes you to avoid the traps and see the right facts, he says. You want to know how to paint a perfect painting? It's easy. Make yourself perfect, and then just paint naturally. The making of a painting isn't separate from the rest of your existence. With this in mind, living for a future goal, and nothing else, is also pointless. It's the sides of the mountain which sustain life, not the top, explains Persig. Here's where things grow. To live only for some future goal is shallow. If you can only write under certain conditions, it's unlikely you'll be able to write for a lifetime you still need to live your life between moments of writing. That said, your anchor habits will help ground you despite the conditions in your uncontrollable environment. Author Soman Shanani breaks his day into segments, which he calls anchors. I'll play tennis in the morning, usually at 7 a.m., he said in an interview. I work out with a trainer at 2 p.m. Just having those two anchors makes everything smoother. I have a big block from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. to write and then another after I train. That becomes the way I manage time. Chinani also said these two workouts fuel his writing process. I always feel like I'm operating on pure adrenaline and operating very single-mindedly. At the same time, he also has a clear endpoint to the day. By 7 p.m., because I also think if you work too late, it ruins the work the next day. This isn't just true for Shanani. 
It's true for everyone. If you're going to follow a calling, a routine is essential. And as an essential, it needs to involve your body and your mind. A calling isn't something new and shiny, writes Jeff Goins in The Art of Work. Often it's something old and predictable, a familiar face that's easily taken for granted, an old habit or hobby that comes back into our lives. He adds, before you know what your calling is, you must believe you're called to something. When you control your body and your mind, you can actually build a brand new model that endures. As you upgrade your system, there's no reason to retire, per se, if you enjoy your work. Haruki Murakami even relates the problem of gaining weight as a positive thing in his book, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. When I think about it, having the kind of body that easily puts on weight was perhaps a blessing in disguise. He clarifies, if I don't want to gain weight, I have to work out, watch what I eat, and cut down on indulgences. We should consider ourselves lucky that the red light is so clearly visible. Similarly, a life of work is about staying fit and remaining active, mentally and physically, long enough to do the work that is your calling. We're really taking a completely new model, which is actually forcing your way to become a centenarian, rather than just sort of gliding your way into it. And therefore, I think it's going to require much more deliberate attention around what your mind and body are doing at that point in time, says Dr. Peter Atiyah, who is currently training people to be fit up to and beyond the age of 100 years. While it might seem impossible to think that far ahead, it's more about how you spend individual days than how you spend a lifetime. To live one day well is the same as to live 10,000 days well, writes Aubrey Marcus in Own the Day. To master 24 hours is to master your life, nutrition, mindset, productivity, performance, fitness, sex, sleep. When we look through a keyhole at these areas of focus, we forget that they are interconnected and interdependent. Winning individual days is the same as winning individual sentences. Great days make a great life. Great lines make a great script. Great sentences make a great book. For some of us, books are as important as almost anything else on earth. What a miracle it is that out of these small, flat, rigid squares of paper unfolds world after world after world, worlds that sing to you, comfort and quiet or excite you, writes Anne Lamont in Bird by Bird. Books help us understand who we are and how we are to behave. They show us what community and friendship mean. They show us how to live and die. However other works influence you, the same is true for how your work can potentially influence others. But you have to understand that you're always going to need new challenges. In other words, there's never a point in which you can underdeliver and feel satisfied with it. You must constantly battle your previous self to deliver exceptional work. No one else is going to do it for you. We're always looking for an opportunity to hand the keys over to someone else, writes Chase Jarvis. That's a one-way ticket back to where you started. When you commit yourself to the work, you can improve the work, measure your progress, and manage your future progress. When the game gets difficult is when you can truly engage, learn, and develop new skills. As Pearson's Law states, when performance is measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and reported, the rate of improvement accelerates. Once you understand that you can have a slight edge by doing the daily work, it's possible to battle the fatigue that comes with a lifetime of work. You can fight off the noise that comes from the majority of creatives' willingness to saturate the market with junk while finding your niche time and time again. There's a lot of noise out there, and sometimes I feel like I have a little triangle, jokes Conan O'Brien, but if I can make that sound good and play it consistently over time, people are going to go, do you hear that triangle? I want to figure out what I do and play it clearly, he adds. 
Yes, it's easier to be seen, but many people are being seen, so being seen means less than it used to mean. Conan, who has been in comedy for decades, from being a writer for Saturday Night Live and The Simpsons to hosting his own show, means changing your approach over time, but also being consistent with your commitment. There's no one answer. The simple secret is that I like to make stuff, he says. I like to make people laugh. It gives me joy. Often the funniest part of my day will happen in the writer's room or in the hallway. I get juice from that. On the road to mastery, there's simplification and there's confusion. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Conan marvels. I've been thinking about comedy since 1981, and I still don't know how it works. Sometimes you don't write well until you understand that writing is an evolving process rather than a finished product. You don't write well until you stop worrying about writing well. The creative process requires time and work, a commitment to diligence. With each new milestone, there should be a new challenge. A worthy goal for a year of writing should be that you end up shocked at how little you knew about the subject just a year before beginning the job. Once you complete a decade of this mindset, you will understand some of the insanity that comes from a true calling. If you want to be a writer, you must do two things above all others. Read a lot and write a lot, says Stephen King. There's no way around these two things that I'm aware of. No shortcut. Once you write a lot, you may receive praise a lot. Stephen King, as an example, requires someone to ice his arm during marathon autograph sessions. Once, in addition to the ice pack, he also noticed blood pouring from his hand. I'm bleeding on the stock, he said. But fans were so thrilled, they begged for their book to be bled on next. So he dropped a little bit of his blood on all 15,000 copies. Whatever you seek in life will come only from putting in the work. It is also important to seek peer groups who are facing similar or more difficult challenges. Climbing Everest is a serious achievement, says financial advisor Ramit Seti. You cross 100 deep ice chasms on bridges made of flimsy ladders. The air grows so thick you have to carry oxygen tanks to think straight. The entire trip takes two months. He continues, but what most people don't realize is no Westerner would ever make it to the summit without the help of local Sherpas. They make the once-in-a-lifetime trek multiple times a year. The same secret that gives Sherpas their edge can give you the edge of your life. Put 10% more effort into something you usually do on autopilot. When you put yourself in a situation where you are amongst giants, it's possible to become a giant. Then, the difficulty and preciousness of writing is removed so you can focus on the craft without being so overwhelmed by the act of doing the craft. Again, most writers prefer to have written than to perform the act of writing, but if you're in it for fame and notoriety alone, your chances of success are perhaps the equivalent of purchasing a winning lottery ticket. Somehow, the simple addition of airtight plastic bags has transformed the books from vehicles of liveliness into commodities, like bread made with chemicals to keep it from perishing, writes Lewis Hyde. The autographs, the bookstores, the plastic wrap, the important meetings, the Hollywood premiere, these things don't matter. What matters is your time at the desk. The time at the desk is the only way to face the infinite game. Will you cherish your body and mind long enough to deliver work worthy of such a calling? Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. 
These are just a few of the ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. If it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.